you've just tuned into the Britney Smith podcast, where we care and share with a whole lot of flair on all things business, branding, raising babies, and everything in between. Because let's face it, being a busy lady is a whole situation, especially when you've got big dreams and you're brilliant at what you do. We're going to get right over here, okay? On this show, we'll talk about building an excellent, sustainable, and profitable brand, raising babies while raising your empire, the power of faith while we flex our hustle muscles, and girl, finding our true rhythm in the midst of all the hats that we wear. Oh, yes, we are creating our most authentic lives over here. I am so glad you showed up today. Here's to you, sis. Let's get it. Hey guys, thank you so much for coming back to the Britney Smith podcast. If this is your first time joining us, thank you for joining us. We are going to have a powerful time today. Um, as you know, this podcast is geared toward mamapreneurs, mamas who have businesses, but we are going to talk about, we talk about all kinds of things, branding, balancing, Jesus, we talk about it all. And so um, I've been bringing to you guys an array of different guests, and I'm super excited for this sweet lady that I have on today, um, Miss Vanessa Gaskin, aka Lady V. Um, and she is going to talk to us today. We're going to have a conversation about prayer, and we're going to have a conversation about her new devotional that is coming out next month, or maybe it's this month, I don't know, <laughs> is coming out. Um, and it is a devotional called Morning Fire. And so I'm so excited about this project. Lady V, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. Yeah. Awesome. So, so Lady V, tell us a little bit about yourself. Who are you and what do you do? Like, what's your, what's your thing? All right. So I, I, I wear a multiplicity of hats. Ah. Um, I am a, a, a mom, a pastor's wife. Um, I am a school teacher. This is my 28th year, I believe, in the classroom. Um, I am a mother um, and I am a daughter. I, my parents are in their 70s. I do a little caretaking there. And so um, I'm quite a bit, you know, a little bit of everything. It, it is definitely a balancing act yes. that is going on in my life. Uh, in order to make me who I am. I'm a writer. I'm a worship leader at the church. And I do quite a bit. Awesome. Awesome. Well, I think all of us listening can identify with the multiplicity of hats. <laughs> so we, we now know that we are in great, great company. So one of the things that I've been harping on over the last couple of weeks um, with my ladies is the fact that we need to take care of ourselves mm -hmm. and a part of taking care of ourselves is putting things in place that are going to sustain us, mm -hmm. putting things in place that are going to give us um, the energy and the life that we need to serve all of the people that we've been called to serve um, with the hats that we wear. Mm -hmm. um, and so um, everybody knows on this show, like we love Jesus on this show. And so <laughs> a part of that routine has to be our time with God. Um, and so tell us, Lady V, tell us about um, the role that prayer has taken or has played in your life. Yes. So prayer has played a very um, important role in my life, you know, with, with all of the things that I do and a lot of the things that all the women and the mothers that are listening that they do um, sometimes each day feels like 
there's a checklist, there's a to-do list, and you've got to get to everything. And the truth of the matter is if we don't put first things first, and the first thing should be prayer, should be that time spent with God in the morning, even if it means getting up just a little bit earlier so that you can get it in and get everything else done. Uh, if that's not in place, every other thing will be you know, out of place. Um, sometimes when that happens, uh, you know, you say, okay, I'm going to do it later. I'm going to do it in the car and you're not intentional. And so other things start to get in the way. But I find that when I take that time and I'm intentional in the morning and I'm giving God that one-on-one -on -one time, then everything else falls into place. Even if it's crazy, even if it's wild, uh, there's a peace and there's a calm that I have because uh, I've taken that time to do first things first. And sometimes I, even if, you know, uh, something's left undone, if something on your to-do list is not done, if that's done at the very beginning, if the prayer's done at the beginning, then uh, it's, it's not a deal breaker if you didn't get to the dishes. It's not mm -hmm. a deal breaker if you didn't actually cook dinner that day. You have to order, you know, take out. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Put them first things first and, and prioritize and, you know, what's really important in your life. I feel that if something doesn't get done, it is okay. Did you spend time with Jesus? <laughs> yes, yes. I love it. I love it. Um, so, so can you, cause you're a mama, um, mm -hmm. you're a wife, right? You named all the hats that you wear. Can you tell, talk to us about how your prayer life or your God time has had to jump and shift through the transitions of life. Like, cause I, I, I need the people to hear that, um, that it's okay for it to shift and that it's supposed to shift with the ebbs and flows of life. So talk to us about balancing all those things as life is transitioning through its different stages. Yeah. So when, you know, my children were really young um, or even before I had children, you know, it's easy to get up early in the morning and to pray. Uh, but a lot of times if you, you know, once you have children and you get up early, sometimes they're early risers as well. And sometimes you, you have to do like prayer walk or uh, do the laundry and pray, um, drive and pray. And God understands that he sees our schedule. He knows, you know, exactly what we're doing and what we're up against. There's times that I'll wake up in the morning and I, I'm like tiptoeing, but my husband's a light sleeper. So he's getting up and I'm like, oh man. All right. So uh, in those cases, I know God understands. And then that next free moment, I will, you know, give God his time. And a lot of people think that, hey, if you don't do it then, then you've lost time or if somebody's interrupting, you've lost time. But if you think about the things that we do that that waste time, those time zappers, that would let us know, guess what? Um, that could be time that I could be using praying. That could be time that I could be using reading the word uh, or sitting quietly, letting the Lord speak to me. Uh, and so I'll know that if, if I don't make that 5 a.m. appointment um, and it was really not because I was trying to sleep or scrolling through my phone, but something really came up that um, the next opportunity that I get, that I squeeze in, that I just talk to God and he knows and he understands. 
I love that. I love that. And you know what? I was one of those people, especially when, um, you know, I'm, I'm still still a fairly new mom. I mean, I have a four-year-old and I have a two-month-old. Mm-hmm. And I know when my, my four-year-old was a baby baby and she was, well, when she was big enough to get out of her bed, um, you talk about tiptoeing, trying to go past her room to get upstairs <laughs> in my office so I can, I can pray and sit with God. And she would follow me up the steps and then want to sit on me and, and blinky. And I, and so in the very beginning, y'all, I'm not going to lie. I was irritated by that. Like, yo, this is, <laughs> you interrupting something, get out of here. You know, I wasn't, <laughs> I wasn't, I don't know. It wasn't a good place. Um, but like you just said, lady V God knows where we are. Mm-hmm. He knows what we can handle. He knows what he can expect from us. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, it's okay if I'm not face to the carpet speaking in tongues for two hours, right? It's like, oh, yeah. okay, hold the baby and just yeah. rock back and forth yeah. and just pray. Like it's, you know, it's, it's fine. You yeah. know, it looks different in every season. Um, and so I thank you for saying that. Like, we're not the only ones. Y'all hear it. Y'all hear it right now. She said it. We all have those moments where it's like, okay, if I could just get just one minute by myself with the Lord, or if I can just, oh, dang it, the husband's up. Oh, dang it, the kid. Like, it's it's yeah. real. It's real. We have to juggle these things. But I love that you you brought us back to God knows. Oh, yes. God yes. knows. And he, I, I, and the Bible says that he um, rewards those who diligently seek him, right? Yes. And so, like Lady B said, <clears throat> excuse me. If you don't get to the 5 a.m. meeting, then seek the next opportunity. Be looking for the next space, the next couple of minutes that you can get in with God. He's going to reward you. You know, it might be while you got one foot in the shower and one foot out, you know, but he's going to reward you and meet you where you are. So I love that. I love that. I love that. Um, So so tell us, you wrote a devotional, right? Um, And I don't know. In my head, when you write a book about something, it's because that thing is near and dear to your heart. Mm-hmm. It's because I don't, I don't want to use the word expert, but like, you know what you're talking about mm-hmm. when it comes to spending time in the face of God. Mm-hmm. So tell me, tell us um, what that has done in your life in terms of being a mom. Like what, what has like you prioritizing spending time with God, like you wrote a book about it. So tell us about, um, what it means or what spending time with God has done in your life as a mom, like as you've prioritized it, Mm -hmm. what has that done for you? I think that, you know, having children, that is, um, an incentive to pray anyway. Um, you know, as they get older and they're out there with, out you, they're out there independently, even if it's just going to kindergarten. You realize that, you know, you 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 are no longer the person that has the biggest influence on them. And I remember when my oldest son went to kindergarten and he came home and I asked him how was school. He said, Mom, they don't pray before they eat there. And I had to tell him, oh, you know, and it, it had never dawned on me that all right, we're putting him in this public school for kindergarten. And um, this boy is a church baby and he's used to people praying and singing and shouting and clapping their hands and playing the tambourine. And here he is stepping out into the world, so to speak. And um, he's out there almost defenseless. So it makes you pray 
even more uh, as a mom because you want God to cover your children. You want God to order their steps. And I found that I would take certain scriptures and I would just pray over them. I would insert their names, uh, all of my boys. I have three boys. I would insert their names into the scripture um, so that God would, you know, um, hear and listen and follow through. And as I give him back his word, he's going to perform those things that I am speaking and praying over my children. I have a prayer wall and I've even, um, you know, I had post-it notes on it. They've even seen some of the post-it notes and read their own names and they see the things that I am praying for them. Uh, sometimes they're tickled about it. And other times, you know, I think that they feel good that their mom is, you know, praying. I was fussing at my older two children because they were in a car with a friend and they were telling me how fast the friend was driving. And I said, you know, I don't want you to get in their car anymore. And uh, one of my sons said, mom, all the praying that you do, I think we'll be all right. So I think they know that, um, you know, the prayers that I'm praying has an impact on their life and it, it, it causes things to happen and blocks certain things from happen, happening. And I have realized that prayer has been my tool for, you know, I can't follow you everywhere. I can't go everywhere. I have to work. Uh, and so this is the covering that is going to be over you when I'm not with you. And so, uh, and I love that. My husband's um, grandmother used to pray for her children and her children's children. And even though uh, my husband never uh, met his grandmother, she passed before he was born, um, he's reaping the benefits of those prayers. And knowing that is so powerful that I can pray for my children and it will cover them for a lifetime. I could pray for my future grandchildren and it's going to cover them. And so that's been big for me as a mother. That's so powerful. That's so powerful. Definitely got those uh, war room vibes um, with the with the, you know, the post-it notes and um, pulling your children in to Mm. this part of you and this part of your life. Um, it's, it's super important. Um, I want to encourage a mama that's listening that, you know, maybe you haven't written a book on prayer, but you have kids and you want to um, instill this principle of prayer in their lives. It's not too late to start. Mm-hmm. You know, God will meet you right where you are. Get yourself a pack of sticky notes and, and just write down your requests. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, maybe you don't have a wall to put sticky notes on. Get yourself a notebook, you know, and just write down each day, write down a couple of things that you want to put before God. Um, and like Lady V said, if you don't know what to say, you can use scriptures, you know, pull up, pull up Google and type in scriptures on peace, scriptures mm-hmm. on protection, scriptures on freedom, scriptures mm-hmm. on, um, you know, loneliness, whatever it is. And you can pray those scriptures over your situation. Definitely. And, and it works. It works wonders. God works wonders through his word mm-hmm. um, because it's literally like you saying, well, God, but you said, Mm -hmm. you said what you said right and so um and and the bible says that he's not a man that he should lie and he's Mm -hmm. like oh snap i did say that he's (laughs) he does he does what he says um and and like i said i love how um getting your children involved you know Mm -hmm. like you said they start to take ownership over it like listen my mama prays for me so i'm good You know, um, and so it is funny because I'm trying to get my daughter, Sophia, I'm trying to get her um, Mm -hmm. into praying and um, have to remember that she's four. 
you know, like sometimes she's with it. Sometimes she's like, I don't want to pray. And it's like, okay. (laughs) Um, But she knows that we pray. Yeah. She knows that that's what this family does, you know? And so it's, it's important to instill that um, in your children as well. Um, And like you said, it feels good to know that I can pray for my baby's babies and they're covered, you know? Um, so, so that's, that's awesome. So tell us about your devotional, like give us like the premise of it. Um, why did you write it? Who is it for? Tell us about it. So this devotional actually started out as text messages, uh, years ago, maybe about five, I think it was about five years ago. Um, and even prior to five years ago, the Lord began to impress upon me, uh, the burden and the need to pray. And, and when he did that, I noticed every time I turned on the TV and listened to a preacher, they were talking about prayer. Every time I may have gone to a random service, the preacher got up and talked about prayer. Uh, and it just seemed like it just kept coming. And, and I remember sitting in the service and I said, Lord, if this preacher gets up and preach about prayer, I, I know you're talking to me. And sure enough, the preacher got up and started to talk about prayer. And I began to just feel this um, burden to pray. And uh, I was working with the woman in our church and I decided, you know, the Lord had given me to have a prayer conference. And so I took about 40 days uh, just by myself and prayed. Like I would get up in the morning and pray, pray in the evening. And I wanted to see God's direction in terms of who to invite to speak, what to do, um, how to bring about this prayer conference. And so one of the things that the Lord gave me was that for the next 40 days, after my 40 days, that I was supposed to take the woman through a prayer, prayers. And so I would encourage them to pray in the morning, pray in the evening. And then the Sundays that fell within that 40 day period, I invited them out to the church to uh, pray with me before Sunday school started, before church started, we were just going to bless that building with prayer. And then, you know, the regular services could take place. There were several, most of those Sundays I was out there by myself and it didn't matter. It was just me and God. I, I just didn't believe in coincidences and accidents that if, if only I showed up, it was meant to be. And there were times where, you know, one of the women or two women would show up. It was just meant to be. And we would pray. And so what I would do during those 40 days was I would send prayer texts to the woman in the church. And it was, you know, when you send a text message, there's only about so much that you could put in the message. So I would try to pack that with as much encouragement as possible. I would get the scriptures. I would talk about uh, Bible stories. I would talk about what prayer would do. Um, I would just expand on things about prayer, just trying to get them to you know, get into the flow of prayer. Like there, there's some prayer books that I have that I can read and I don't even get to the back cover, but I put the book down and pray because the book is just pushing me and it's encouraging me and this, you know, enticing me to just pray at that moment. And so that was my aim when I would send the text messages to the woman. And so the men of the church got a little jealous. They wanted the prayer text as well. So I included the men as well. And then after a while, you know, some of the women, they were taking the text and they were forwarding it to other women that were, uh, didn't even belong to our church. And it just kept coming back. You need to write a book. 
you need to write a book. This was so good. Or this touched me today. This is just what I needed today. You really need to write. And then after maybe the third or fourth person said it, I said, hmm, I should, you know, write about this. And I should turn these text messages into devotionals. They're quick. Get up in the morning, read it, read the scripture that's associated with it. Uh, it would be enough to um, inspire you, enough to uh, convict you if needed, enough to push you and nudge you uh, to prayer. That, that was my aim. And I found that even like when I, once somebody, you know, told me, you know, you should write. And this, this book, Morning Fire, is well overdue. Um, I was thinking about writing maybe three years ago. And so I had to reach out to the ladies and say, if you still have those texts, I'll send them back to me because, you know, I found some of them and I can't find all of them. And even one lady, when she was sending it back, she said, I was encouraged, just go reread it. And even when I would read my own writing, I, I was preaching to myself. I was, I was encouraging myself. It was pushing me even more. You know, sometimes you may feel like, uh, you know, I'm not as on fire as I was two months ago. And what needs to happen is go back to where you first read something. Go back to uh, the times that you were on fire and reread. And so even when with me working on the book and editing and revising, I found myself being blessed by my own writing. Uh, being blessed by what God gave me. There were some things that I, I know it was only God because I don't even remember half the time of putting those words and sentences together, but it was just what I needed. And so uh, those text messages have just grown into uh, devotionals that people can hopefully purchase and read and reread and just be pushed even more to pray. That's awesome. That is so, 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 so awesome. I love hearing the origin stories of these kinds of projects. And, and one of the things that kind of just jumped out to me as well is that even in the midst of all the hats that you have been called to wear, God still gave you a personal project to work on. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, like sometimes we get caught up in the doing of the roles that we have, right? Like you get caught up in being a mom to your boys. You get caught up in being a wife to your husband. You get caught up in being the first lady of the church. You get caught up in being the person on your job, right? Like you get caught up in doing all these things. And, you know, we like to pat ourselves on the back. Like, yeah, I'm doing it. I'm doing a whole lot. When, <laughs> But God still gave you a very specific purpose. He, he still gave you a very specific um, role to play in the kingdom of God at large, Absolutely, you know? And so I want to, I want to um, kind of, kind of say to all the ladies that are listening right now that yes, you're a mama. Yes, you are busy. Yes, you're an entrepreneur, mm -hmm. but you have a very specific purpose outside of your motherhood, outside of your wifehood and all the things that you do. Um, and when you tap into what God has called you to do, he makes space for it. Mm -hmm. You know, he makes space yeah. for it. He, he somehow, you know, like he orchestrates everything, the timing of everything, mm -hmm. and even the specificity of the type of project or the type of destiny that he's put on the inside of you. Mm -hmm. um, he's very specific in how he does that. Mm -hmm. um, so I thank you for, for even showing us how God connected the dots in your life.
Oh, right. Yeah. Like he proved that prayer was a pillar, not just in, oh, I'm the first lady of a church. So let me, you know, talk about prayer. No, that thing is in your, it's in your life. Like it's, oh, it's, yeah. it was proven in your life before it became something for you to share with others. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think that's extremely powerful. Um, is there anything that you want to say to specifically to a mama who is wearing all the hats, but still trying to fish for her own purpose in the midst of everything that she has going on? I would say that, you know, with all the hats, like you just said, God has a specific purpose, a specific plan for our lives. And if we would just get into that moment of prayer, put things to the side, get into that moment of prayer, not only will you be speaking to God, but listen for him to speak to you. And when he speaks to you, he's going to direct you. He's going to line everything up. You know, when you speak to God and you're in that relationship with him, everything seems to click and to fall into place when it's supposed to be and how it's supposed to be. Um, And again, don't burn yourself out. Those hats can burn yourself out. Uh, Even the Lord took a day of rest he commands us to rest, self-care, um, your, your, your ministry and your calling and, and the purpose that God has on your life should not be uh, something that is going to drain you and is going to have you frazzled and can't sleep at night and turn your hair gray. But if you got that time that you put in to just sit and to listen, and you know, a lot of people, they pray and they do all the talking. So I don't know if you've ever met somebody and they just talk and talk and talk and talk. After a while, you're ready to scream. So <laughs> uh, get into that place where you just sit and listen and he will download some things to you. He will pour out some things to you. He'll tell you what you can say, say no to that, or, you know, put the brakes on this, do this and so on. So God will definitely give you a clear path to walk in um, as a mom, you know, and you'll be able to look back and, and say, I don't know how I got through those years, but when you're holding on to God's hand and you're allowing him to speak to you in prayer, He'll be able to guide you through everything and you'll be able to come out and come out in your right mind. Awesome. Listen, I want to thank you for um, harping on, well, not even harping on it, but just touching on the fact that this is a part of Mm self-care. Self-care is something that we talk about almost every single episode because everything that we do, it comes back to needing to take care of ourselves. Oh, yes. um, so I have two questions, um, two more questions. Okay. And this is for, um, cause I feel like a lot of ladies that are listening um, can, can get overwhelmed, you mm-hmm. know, with trying to do everything and be all things to all people. Um, and so what is the, if you had to teach somebody really quickly how to pray? Like, what would you tell them? And then secondly, how do I know is God speaking to me? Okay. So that's, that's the the two part question. (laughs) Okay. So for the first part, when I would tell them, you know, how to pray, um, I, I think that prayer should always start out with you know, Lord, search me if there's anything within me that's not like you. If I've done anything that has been displeasing, um, please forgive me. Take it away. Um, show me myself. I asked God once to show me myself. And whew, it was somebody I didn't even know. 
uh, but ask God to show you yourself so that you can, you know, make the runway clear between you and God. Uh, I've often said when my children, you know, act the fool and they, then they want to ask me for something, the answer is no. Uh, but if they're getting themselves together and doing what they're supposed to do, I may say a, a yes here or there. So you want to clear that runway, ask God to help you. Um, with some things and to forgive you. And then I think Thanksgiving is always in order. Uh, thanking him for everything, whether it's a, a difficult thing or a, a victory or trials and storms, uh, we are to be thankful unto him. And then after you've gone through that, then you can lay your petitions at his feet. God wants to hear when you're angry and you're upset and you're, you're um, concerned about things. I remember cooking one day in the kitchen and you know, getting a text or an email and there was something about work and it immediately got me upset. And I, I just turned the stove off. I went upstairs into my bathroom, closed the door and I was like, God, you know, please, you got to help take this feeling off of me, open my eyes, show me, you know, things from your perspective, uh, just laying that at his feet and then not letting go until I feel at peace. And, you know, the Bible speaks about to be careful and to be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto, unto God. And then it goes on to say, and the peace of God, which passeth all understanding, will keep your hearts and mind through Christ Jesus. So he exchanges your, your, your worries and your anxieties with his peace. So stay in that prayer until you feel a sense of peace, whether it takes five minutes, 10 minutes, whether it takes an hour, stay there until you get that release. Um, and then you can thank him again and also um, worship him. Tell him he's wonderful. Um, pray for other people. Um, this, this is a good formula to pray. You don't have to always pray in that formula, but it's always good to ask for forgiveness, thank him or praise him, worship him, lay your petitions before him, and then just sit and listen. And the second part of your question was, how do you know when God is speaking? So it's, it's not going to be a voice coming out from underneath the bed and from out of the closet, but God speaks through your inner man. Uh, many times he speaks through other people. Uh, sometimes he can speak through a song. Sometimes it can be a thought. And if you spend enough time with God, you are going to be able to recognize his voice. You're not going to wonder. You're not going to say, uh, I wonder if that's him or is that me? Or is that the enemy talking? You're going to know it. And I've often shared the um, analogy of my husband, when we were dating, when we were um, engaged, he used to drop by my house and toot his horn. And um, the house where I lived was my parents' house. It, they live on a thoroughfare, so there's a lot of cars and buses, and they're tooting and they're screeching and speeding. But I knew the sound of his car. There could be 10 million cars tooting all day, but I knew the sound of my husband's car. Why? Because I spent time with him. I've been in that car. And um, that's how it is with God's voice. When you spend time with him, you're going to be able to distinguish his voice from any other voice. And it could be a, a quiet thought that enters into your mind. Um, I've gone into a clothing store and seen writing on a t-shirt. And I knew it was God talking to me. I was preparing to preach a message and the message was there. I remember I was preparing um, a message that was entitled, Let's Get Ready to Rumble. 
and it was about God coming um, for our defense and fighting on our behalf. And I was sitting in church and a couple people were behind me talking and one of them said, let's get ready to rumble. And that's how God speaks to me. He'll bring things uh, to me that uh, I've been thinking about. Uh, sometimes I'll turn on the radio and then the words of the song, I know it's him because of what I've been praying about, what I've been dealing with and so on. Um, read his word. Everything in the, in the Bible is his word. He's talking. Sometimes people want to hear this big, heavy revelation like, oh, the Lord is telling me that you are going to no, open the Bible. Everything he's telling you is right there. And then if you're doing that enough, sometimes those words will leap off of the page up at you. Uh, you can pray and ask God, God, give me a, a new revelation of your word. And he'll speak to you right through his own word in the Bible. And so I think God speaks to you through other people, through a quiet voice in your uh, your mind, and that's just the Holy Spirit. Uh, and sometimes songs, uh, signs, uh, T-shirts, anything. And we just have to be intentional about listening and looking for him to speak. Ooh, I hope y'all got all that. <laughs> I hope you ladies got all of that. So, 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 so good. And I'm glad I'm not the only one where God speaks in some strange way sometimes. And it's like, what? I remember one time, um, this is before I was married, before I had kids. And I thought I wanted to open my own restaurant. Ooh. And, um, you know, cause I was baking at the time I was, you know, I wanted to do, I wanted it to be like this community kitchen kind of thing where, you know, it was like, we would serve food for people to purchase, but then have some kind of program for people that couldn't afford to have a dining out experience, a way for them to be able to dine out, but not pay with money, but pay some other way. Like it, it was just like this whole big thing in my head. And so I'm talking to this man because at the time I was working at Subway. Okay. Um, as a field rep. And so I was at, talking to this manager and I was telling him, yeah, I want to start a, I want to open my own restaurant. And, um, and, and then literally he's like listening, listening, listening. And then as soon as I said that, he was like, no, you don't. And then he just kept going and, and talking about other stuff. And I was like, well, that was strange. Don't just shoot my dreams down like that. <laughs> and it was just so weird. It was like, blah, blah, blah. You don't want to do that. Blah, 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 blah. And I was just like, it might've been God. Uh -huh. kind of jumping into the conversation like that's how strange it was um and so you're absolutely right um that he will speak to us in different ways he'll speak to us through different things um and because we're busy mamas i'm grateful for that because if he only spoke to us through the bible like the actual words mm -hmm. i might miss it because i don't get to read every day if he only spoke to us through sermons on a sunday morning mm -hmm. i might miss it because i'm, I'm messing with the baby or taking the four-year-old to the bathroom i might miss it you know and so the fact that he speaks to us through um you know different ways big and small is is so spot on so so lady v tell us how we're going to be able to have access to your devotional um i think you have a launch date right I do. So it's going to be September the 18th, uh, Saturday, September the 18th at two o'clock. And it's going to be at 6832-34 Old York Road is right on the corner 69th at Old York Road. That is actually my father's church. And uh, it's in the West Oak Lane section of Philadelphia. And so, you know, people could come there and get the book, a signed copy of the book. 
Also, uh, we I do have a website, VanessaMGaskin.com, and they can go to that and uh, order the book at some point. So it's not available yet on the website, but it will be. Uh, and I do have Facebook and Instagram, Lady V Devotional. So you can go out there, check it out. There's going to be a docu-series on there. I have beta readers for uh, the book because I'm self-publishing. And uh, so you'll see some of the beta readers, some of, some of that session and hear some of what you know, went into making this book what it is. Awesome. Look at you with websites and things. <laughs> go ahead with your bad self. And y'all, when you go visit her, uh, her Facebook page, check out her little logo. It is so cute. It is super, oh. super cute. <laughs> Shout you. out to Cassandra. She's yes. looking it up over there. <laughs> yes, the production group. Yes, they yes, yes, yes. So awesome. Listen, I want to thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule to talk with us today. If you are local to the Philadelphia area um, and you have, have been touched by what you heard, um, make sure you try to make it out to the launch party for Morning Fire. It's going to be awesome. Um, Lady V, do you have any parting words? I want you to pray for us before we go. We ain't going to talk about all this fire and not get none of it on the show. Okay. (laughs) But if you have any parting words, um, please do share it. If not, you can just go ahead and pray for us before we hop off here. Yes. I just want to encourage everyone to uh, just pray. And if your prayer life is, you know, small right now, that's okay. You're still alive. And that means that you have a chance and an opportunity. Just do it. Just jump in. God, God's not looking for you to be you know, it's super eloquent. He's just looking for you to be there, to meet him in prayer. And the more you do it is the more that he's going to draw closer to you as well. And so I'm just going to encourage you get the book. The book will push you as well to jump on, you know, the bandwagon and just open up your heart and not only just pray, but also listen. That's going to take some time to, to sit because your mind is going to go everywhere. But what it does you know, God understands, just bring it on back in. Don't stay out there, bring it on in. And um, that will get better as time progresses as well. All right, so I want to close this out in prayer. Lord, I just thank you for each and every person that is under the sound of our voice. God, you know exactly where they are. We ask that you touch the petitions of their heart, push them and nudge them, God, closer to you. As they draw closer to you, you're going to draw closer to them. God, whatever is ailing them, whatever thoughts or petitions that they have, the things that they have been asking you for. God, we ask that you show up for them, open their minds and open their hearts, surround them with wise instruction that they may know that they can come to you, God, and that you are waiting and you are willing and that you love them and you're excited to hear from them and that you desire to speak to them. Oh God, we ask that you set our prayer lives on fire, that you elevate us to another level in prayer and that you do this daily, God. We ask that you just show each and every woman a sign that you are hearing and you're listening. Your word says that you incline your ear, meaning that you lean in purposely just to listen to us. And God, we thank you for that. We stand proxy for anyone that is struggling to pray, God, and we ask that you just 
loosen their tongue, open up their minds, open their hearts, God. Give them a sign, God, that you're right there and that you've heard every word and that you love them. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. 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 Thank you so much. Thank you so, so much. I'm super excited about your book and all that is coming after that. Um, Ladies, listen, in the the show notes, I'm going to make sure that there are links to her social media pages so that you can stay up to date with all that's happening um, at VanessaMGaskin.com. And listen, I'll be back next week with another episode of the Brittany Smith Podcast. Bye. Are you an influencer, a coach, a content creator, or an entrepreneur? Are you super busy with life and business? This is the right place for you. I'm Brittany N. Smith, and I am your creative brand strategist and brand identity expert. And so I want you to connect with me at Brittany N. Smith on Facebook and Instagram. And I want you to make sure to check the show notes because there are always free downloads there to help you develop and design your most profitable, authentic brand ever. This is the space for us to learn and grow together. I can't wait to connect with you. Thanks for listening.